All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Hi, I'm Amy Brown, and welcome to Acting As If. Positive thinking alone doesn't always cut it. There's so much more to it than that. That's why I've teamed up with my friend and self-image scientist, Leanne Ellington, to bring you a totally fresh, relatable, doable approach to help us all reclaim the reins of those confusing thoughts that are in our head and step into who we wanna be. So if you're feeling stuck, battling self-doubt, or simply want to take ownership of your life by taking ownership of your thoughts, acting as if is just for you. Now let's get started with part two. All right, here we are, Leanne, acting as if time for the feelings. Yes. So part one was the thinking, part two is the feeling. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, and I think this is honestly one of the most important parts of this. It's the part that gets skipped over the most. It's the part that I skipped over the most because I didn't know what I didn't know and was honestly disassociated from feelings or I was numbed out or checked out. And so we talked about in part one how every single thought causes a feeling not the other way around. And we think that our circumstance, or at least I used to think my circumstance is causing a feeling. And it's like, no, my thoughts about the circumstance are causing the feeling. And we took a look at many examples of how you can choose a different thought and it literally creates a completely different cascade. And it's black and white. It is night and day. And so when we're talking about feeling and coming back to this idea of acting as if, okay, when I say positive thinking and acting as if doesn't work, I don't mean that it doesn't work period, full stop. But what I'm saying is if you are running up against old beliefs or you don't believe what you say or you don't feel what you say, it's not gonna download or it's gonna be very hard, long and a very resisted road to get it there, okay? Because your self-image knows how you really feel. So before you can go air quotes, act as if or believe a new reality, It's got to feel good. It's got to feel true. And it's got to resonate. And so here's what I mean by that. 
let's talk about how all this works on a nervous system level real quickly. So first off, your nervous system is paying attention to your thoughts and how you feel. And it can't always tell the difference between a real and an imagined experience. So for example, let's just play around for a second. Close your eyes if you can. And if you can, just place your hand on your belly for just a second and just picture that your belly, every time you breathe in, your belly is expanding like a big balloon. And every time you breathe out, your belly is contracting and the air is going out of that balloon. And for a lot of us, it's actually the opposite. We (gasps) suck it in and we breathe in. But every time you breathe in, picture a big balloon expanding. And every time you breathe out, that balloon is contracting. And now let's just play around with your nervous system. So let's add some color, some texture, some taste, some smell. So for example, every time you breathe in, just picture that balloon expanding and imagine it's a cool, crisp, blue, pepperminty air. And every time you breathe out, imagine it's a red, hot, fiery, cinnamon air. So let's just do that one more time. Breathe it in. Your belly expands like a big balloon. It's I, a, I'm doing this, by the way. There you go. It's <laughs> okay. a cool, crisp, blue, pepperminty air. And every time you breathe out, it's a red, hot, fiery, cinnamon air. Okay, so go ahead and open your eyes. And here's the thing. There's no peppermint where you are right now, most likely. And there's no blue air where you are right now. But your nervous system has a map for it. So it could experience the cool, crisp, blue, pepperminty air to an extent. And it could experience the red, hot, fiery, cinnamony air to an extent. So your nervous system cannot tell the difference fully between a real and an imagined experience. So just imagine what's happening in your nervous system when you are picturing dread or fear or worry or shame just with your words and your thoughts. Our words create a reality. And so the way I kind of teach this to my clients is every thought and feeling has a physical, chemical, biological response and kind of like a frequency in your nervous system. And it's actually a very well-researched, well-known science. It's just not often talked about in the mainstream world. But on top of that, thoughts can lay down two very different types of things called neuroassociation. So let me just explain what that big word means, okay? So if you say something to yourself that does not feel true, or it does not resonate, or you're outright kind of calling BS on it, your brain will lay down something called negative neuro associations alongside that thought. Okay, so when you act as if, but you don't believe it, or it doesn't resonate, or you're secretly doubting it, you're actually laying down negative neuro associations alongside that thought. And so that lie or that untruth is actually working against you when it comes to transforming your brain and it's not gonna stick inside your brain, okay? So it's totally counterproductive. Exactly. Or it's just gonna create a lot more resistance. You're gonna need a lot more repetitions. You're gonna need a lot of other factors and maybe it'll eventually work, but we don't know. I'm picturing those like um, resistance bands that you put on your legs to like stretch out and they have light, medium, yes, you know, heavy or yeah. the res- how hard it is to pull apart. And I'm thinking if you've got a row of people with those on, some people might be like, woo, I Ooh, can do this yep. easy, no problem. And then other people are like, what? Why is this so hard yeah. for me to move my legs? I like a good visual. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, and that's when the comparison can come in. Totally. So don't even be like, well, they're able to do that. Yeah. Like I could look at Leanne because she's got all this down and I'm still in the process of really trying to work through some things. And it's been months and months. So be patient with yourself. But I could look at Leanne with her easy little legs, like going, woo, 
this is <laughs> what's this band? It's no problem. Or I could be like, okay, wow, that is awesome for me to see because I know it's possible for me to get there too. Yeah. And the data of that is I have a lot more neuro associations alongside the new beliefs, right? right. And the new thoughts. So coming back to this idea that when we lie or our self-image just doesn't believe it, we're laying down those negative neuro associations in our brain. But on the flip side, if you meet yourself in your doubt and in your unbelief and use words and language that actually feels true, then you're going to lay down positive neuro associations in your brain. And your brain can actually, if I'm going to get geeky for a second, move it from the short-term prefrontal cortex part of your brain to the long-term, it's called the striatum down in the basal ganglia, where all of the long-term, like always have them default patterns and habits go. But in order for that to happen, enough positive neuro associations need to be laid down. Like essentially, if I were to bottom line it, when you are laying down negative neuro associations, your long-term brain kind of knows like, oh, she's not gonna be using this very long. We don't need to take it to our long-term part of our brain. And it doesn't really download. And again, this is an oversimplification of how this works, but negative neuro associations will air quotes, sabotage your ability to lay down new beliefs. You must have these positive neuro associations if you wanna have them effortlessly, the very easy resistance band metaphor as you were talking about. And even if we're using that metaphor with the negative neuro associations, it's not just that it's the heavy resistance band. It's if it ever works, like it's a question mark. You don't know. All right. I'm pretty sure we're going to get to this, but I, I want to give people specific examples of what they can tell themselves so that, because some of this, yeah. I could see people like, okay, this is a little overwhelming. I'm out. Right. But hey, if you keep telling yourself it's overwhelming, it's going to be overwhelming. Yes, but exactly. if you believe that it's doable, it's doable. And you can think it, then you got to feel it, then you got to believe it, then you got to do it. <laughs> yes. See what I did there? I see. So I, I just want to make sure we're going to get to like specific examples of what we can say to ourselves because I need that. Like yeah. I almost need like a post-it on my mirror to remind me of when I have like any type of negative thought trying to mess with my positive thought, I need to know how to counter it right away. Absolutely. So I'm going to walk you through a specific three-part process in part three of this. Okay. But in the meantime, and I am going to give you a post-it note thought, by the way, that's going to work for everything. But dun, dun, dun. We'll get to that in part three. But here's what I will do. I'll share with you a non-example to just really show you how this works. So the example is I hate my body. That's a lot of women experience that. A lot of men experience that. I hate my body is the belief, Right. But what the delusional optimism or positive thinking version of us thinks we're supposed to go believe is, no, I love my body. It's too big of a jump. Your self-image, if you're really thinking, I hate my body, I hate my body, I hate my body, saying, no, I love my body. My body is strong. It's amazing. I love it. It's probably too big of a jump. And so what would the better belief be? We'll talk about that in the believing side of it. Okay. So we'll get there with very specific examples, but that's good to know. Cause I think that's where we get tripped up. Right. It's like, well, shoot, this didn't work, Right. but we were trying to like swim a mile when we've never swam before. Yeah. It's, it's meeting ourselves in our doubt, meeting ourselves where we are instead of trying to convince or persuade or coerce ourselves to believe something that we really deep down don't believe. And remember your brain knows. And when it doesn't believe it, it doesn't feel it. It doesn't resonate it is going to lay down negative neuro associations. So even if you had a light resistance band, it can actually add more resistance when you're kind of lying to yourself because of the new beliefs that you just mentioned of like, great, this is another thing that didn't work for me. Or great, positive thinking worked for them, but not for me. I must be really messed up. Gotcha. Yeah. It's so fascinating what's happening in our subconscious mind and all that's at work. Totally. <laughs> when we're not even 
paying attention. Like, really? Yeah. We are meaning-making machines. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. So now you have this understanding that A, your thoughts have a physical, chemical, biological response, right? And I'm going to talk about that right now. But also now you know that those thoughts are also creating either negative associations or positive associations in your brain. 
and the negative neuroassociations will hinder your ability to learn a new thought and the positive neuroassociations will like put it into overdrive and speed it up. So if you can simply just create this awareness that every thought and feeling you emit has a frequency and start influencing your thought through those eyes and meeting yourself where you are. And we're going to talk about that specifically in part three, but everything can change for you. But first I want to just kind of show you visually what, when this comes to your emotions and cause again, this is part two feeling, right? And I'm going to refer to a visual because I'm a visual person, but it's in your cheat sheets. It's in those flashcards over on leanneellington.com slash acting as if, and we'll put it in the show notes. But um, there's something called the emotional guidance scale or the emotional frequency scale. And basically you'll see visually there's this upward spiral, right? Of like good feeling, positive feeling emotions. And then there's that downward spiral of emotions. And what this visual shows, and if you're looking at it, basically joy and appreciation and empowerment and love have the highest physical vibration and frequency. Okay, so think about what we talked about in your nervous system. Like the feel, like if, when you imagine how your nervous system is feeling, when you're feeling joy, love, empowerment, all those things versus fear and powerlessness and shame and unworthiness have the lowest frequency. So again, physiologically, we can, again, for all of my logic and reason people that are like, wait a minute, this feeling stuff sounds out of touch. I just want you to see that there is this physical, it's physical and metaphysical when you're feeling or not feeling. And then the downward spiral or the upward spiral that we talked about back in thinking. So again, it's happening whether or not you know it or whether or not you like it, you're creating feelings from your thoughts. But I also wanted you to understand what's happening on a nervous system level, what's happening on a physiological level. But then also if when we're talking about laying down new beliefs, which we're gonna talk about specifically in the next part, You've got to believe it because your nervous system knows. Your nervous system knows. Well, and I'm thinking too of you're stressed out. You may notice how your body responds. Everybody's a little bit different. Some people might feel it in their chest. Some people may feel very bloated because you're not digesting food very well. Whatever it is, you, you will start to be able to look for signs in your body, or at least I did when I started paying attention and so if you're like, wow, if my body's responding to this stress, that's, a, that's, a, that's all you need to know and how your body's reacting to thoughts or circumstances or things that are happening. And so what I also love to think about is sometimes people think this is a little woo-woo, even though Leanne's giving us the science and you're like, uh, how can my thoughts really make me feel better? Well, if you believe that your thoughts can give you a stomach ache or you know chest pains or insert whatever else shows up for you, body keeps the score, then you have to believe that it can also do the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, this is where we're going to be able to use acting as if to our benefit, because we talked about how your nervous system can't really tell the difference between a real and an imagined experience. So this is why I wanted to really bring in this feeling part of it, because if you can connect and become aware and start paying attention to the physiological part of this, the mental, emotional part of it, how it's all three dimensionally involved, and it's not just this, you know, words thing, <laughs> then it can all come together for you. And it's really the glue that kind of brings it all together. Glue. Glue. Well, that's why it, this is four parts. These are the four parts that are absolutely necessary. 
each one has to be glued to the next. Yeah, absolutely. And do they have to be all in the same order? It's all interchangeable, but it's like you kind of want them all to be there. Okay. And again, for less resistance and just more easeability is the word that maybe I just made up. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, it works. I if believe we say, it. If we say it works, <laughs> if we act as if it works, it works. Believability, yeah. done. But you know, you, you called the graphic, it's the emotional frequency scale. So can you talk about frequency? Because I'm paying more attention to energy and the energy I'm bringing into a room. When you walk into a room and you feel energy from others, I would assume like, is that scale depending on if you're spiraling up or down, others are also picking up on that frequency? Yeah. So if you maybe identify as being an empath, I definitely over the years have a heightened sense of other people's emotions. There is a frequency being emitted. So when you think about just like sound emits a frequency or just like light emits a frequency, radio or ultraviolet waves emit a frequency, a thought vibrates in its own frequency. And that's what that scale that you just referred to is showing. And so there's going to be like a neutral frequency is going to have, and I don't know what the actual numbers are for it, and then a positive, air quotes positive, because again, no emotion is positive or negative. They all have their place, but some of them feel better than others, right? Okay. When I say positive and negative, but the negative emotions are going to have a lower frequency. Even just think about like high vibe, vibration, it's emitting that frequency. It's a higher frequency on the scale. So yeah, if, that's why we say, oh, I'm, I'm so low vibes yeah. right now. I can feel my low vibes and when I've brought it into other people and- <laughs> There's times where I've removed myself from totally. like the kitchen. If I'm like having a meeting about something and I'm like, I'm low vibes. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to remove myself for like five minutes and go meditate and try to come back with higher vibes because I literally don't want to pass on my low vibes. A thousand percent. <laughs> and it really is this thing, especially, and it's, it's so subjective, objective, depending on if you're somebody that feels it, but I'm the same way. I'm like, if I'm going to be an energy sucker, an energy vampire, I'm going to just do everybody a favor and remove myself until I'm ready because I know that my thoughts are creating and an emitting a frequency and an energy. And if anyone is as in tune as I am, they're going to feel it. And so part of it is th that's why we're talking about it, is create that awareness so that you can take responsibility for it. And again, it's happening either way, whether you know it or not or like it or not. Yeah. And some of the feelings and me being in tune with it is new because of the work I've been doing and because I'm not numbing out in other ways. And I have that awareness, awareness. And I make mental notes every time I feel something like, okay, even if it is a feeling that feels less than, I'm trying not to say negative. Yeah. We've got the positive and the negative. Feeling even that doesn't it, feel good. Even if it doesn't feel good, I celebrate the fact that I recognized it. And if it feels positive, I also celebrate because then I know I'm more likely to continue to recognize because I just don't want to go back to a place where I was emitting frequencies or talking in a way or speaking in a way or having relationships in a way where I wasn't my highest version of myself. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why it's also so important to give voice to our air quotes, negative emotions as just data of like, Hey, I'm feeling some shame right now. Like I don't have to like it, but mm -hmm. this is what's happening as opposed to not identifying it, suppressing it, repressing it, shoving it down. And that actually brings us to the last thing I wanted to touch on for the feeling side of it. So there's this visual and it's from Chip Dodd who wrote The Voice of the Heart and he's brilliant and he's really helped me have an understanding of emotions. And one of the aspects of this, and there's this chart that I put in the resources for you all to have access to, is that for every, and again, I'm putting negative emotion in air quotes, we're talking about these emotions that don't feel good, but this actually contributes to that argument, so to speak, that they have a place. 
So he says that every negative emotion has what he calls an impairment, meaning negative consequences if they're not properly attended to and taken care of. And what the words that I use with my clients are like, are we being emotionally available to ourselves in those moments? Because again, if we are just ignoring it, shoving it down, or maybe we have shame about our shame or shame about our sadness or whatever, we're not attending to it and it's going unattended and then it festers. And that's what he calls a negative impairment or like a negative consequence to these emotions that don't get attended to. But the flip side, and this is my favorite part about it, is that if you do attend to them and you know how to foster and accept and direct them, he calls it a gift. Every emotion has a gift. So I'll just give you a couple examples from this chart. And again, it's it's in your resources. But for example, hurt, that's the feeling. That's the data. The truth is I'm hurt. I'm feeling hurt. And the negative impairment, if you don't address the hurt, it turns into resentment. But if you address it and you attend to it and you care for it and nurture it, hurt can actually turn into healing and courage. That's the gift, as he calls it. There's others, you know, guilt, for example, if you're feeling guilt, like, I don't like that I just did that. The negative impairment, if you don't attend to it or you ignore it or you let it fester is it turns into toxic shame and shamelessness. But if you attend to that guilt and you are emotionally available to that guilt, the gift that it can give you is freedom and forgiveness. He goes in depth about all of this in his book, The Voice of the Heart, but this visual I just wanted to share with everyone because it was really impactful for me to see, okay, the data is I'm going to have these emotions regardless because I'm human. And again, giving ourselves permission to be human, but there's a gift. If I can learn how to be emotionally available to what I'm feeling, and first, obviously, we discussed it involves being aware and paying attention to what we're feeling and not skipping over it, shoving it down, all of that. And also notice when we're not feeling something because we know the repercussions, so to speak, of not believing what we're saying and not having resonance. But again, these emotions all have a place. They're trying to teach us something and there's a gift if we can actually attune to them. It makes me think of the TikTok Chanel cheesecake analogy. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's so good. Kat and I have talked about it on The Fifth Thing and we played it before, but just to paraphrase it, she talks about having the Chanel bag. And I love that she used uh, an expensive di designer purse because she's saying you wouldn't do this to a $3,000 purse. So why would you do this to your body, which is more precious than a purse, right? And so she talks about putting a piece of cheesecake in there and zipping it up. And a week later, what is going on with that cheesecake? Well, you definitely wouldn't eat it or it would make you sick. And so the cheesecake is representing everything you're suppressing and putting down and you think you dealt with it because you zipped it up, but really it's leaking and throughout your body and it becomes very toxic to you. And so that is a perfect yeah. example of this. Yeah. It's the cheesecake in the purse that unattended to it festers. It's toxic. And if you attend to it, it's like, wow, I just opened my purse and I have cheesecake. What a gift. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't leave it in here long. So I get to eat it. <laughs> exactly. Five second rule. Yeah. Get a fork. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. So yeah, that is it for the feeling side of it. We are going to get into the believing side of it, which is really, you know, the next big mover of all this acting as if stuff in part three. All right, Leanne, where can people find you? You can head on over to leanneellington.com or over at Leanne Ellington on Instagram. And then when you go to leanneellington.com, don't forget you can go slash acting as if for the visuals that Leanne was talking about and any of the homework associated with these parts one through four, 
will have different things attached to them because Leanne is awesome. And she put this stuff together for y'all that y'all get to access for free because she just really wants you to grasp this and hopes that it helps you become the highest version of yourself. I'm at Radio Amy and you can also find more at RadioAmy.com. Bye. Bye. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.